This ability to merge into the shadows could sometimes backfire. I recall one occasion when I was standing in the deep shadows of a corner in an alleyway, my back resting against the high stone wall, as I enjoyed a brief respite from patrolling. The time was about 3am, and my feet and legs were tired. All was quiet, and Ashfordley was at peace. My position was made all the more pleasurable because a bitter east wind was blowing and my secret corner offered some small relief from its blast. And then horror struck. Something fierce and nasty attacked me from above. A heavyweight landed on my peaked cap and knife-like claws dug into my face and neck as something shrieked and screamed. I shouted in alarm and terror and then in seconds it was all over. It was a cat. It had leapt off the wall above and behind me and landed directly on my head. I don't think it realised I was there. I'm not sure who received the greatest shock or surprise, but it ran off down the alley as I tried to regain my breath and calm my nerves. On another occasion, I was on night patrol in Strensford, walking along a deserted street which in the daytime was constantly busy with shoppers. The entire street was known locally for the variety and quality of its shops and cafes, and our job, on night duty, was to check the rear entrances and windows to all the premises, making sure none had been attacked. The rear parts of some shops were extremely vulnerable to thieves, who broke into premises under the cover of darkness. Quite often, no one was living nearby to hear them and raise the alarm. Access to those rear doors and windows was often through a long and narrow dark alley, and on this occasion I was plodding up the street, shaking hands with the knobs of doors which fronted the main street. After checking the front of the premises, therefore I had to go down one of those dark alleys to visit the rear. I was extremely tired, and almost asleep on my feet, and as I turned down an alley, my torch lighting my way, I was shocked and terrified to see someone standing there, looking directly at me. It took a few seconds to realise it was my own reflection in a polished black marble panel which bordered a large shop window. I had mistaken the panel for the tunnel-like entrance to an alley. It goes without saying that the experience jerked me into full wakefulness. Our night patrols, usually in urban areas rather than the countryside, meant we had to conceal ourselves for most of the time, unless, of course, there was need to show the uniform. Making our presence obvious to everyone would be necessary, for example, outside a dance hall or pub, or perhaps other places where noisy youths congregated, or trouble was likely to occur, particularly during the night-time hours. On most occasions, the mere presence of a solitary uniformed constable on duty ensured good behaviour. Such was the respect afforded to the office of constable. During daylight hours, however, we adopted a completely different strategy for our routine beat patrols. Under normal circumstances, we had to ensure we were always on view, and we had to perform our duties in such a way that the great British public, and indeed any overseas visitors, could see us. This meant we must always be smartly dressed with brushed uniforms, well-pressed trousers, shining boots and neat haircuts, whilst never doing silly things like eating ice creams or smoking cigarettes on the street or in public places whilst in uniform. A constable's smart appearance had the effect of deterring petty crime and troublemaking, but it also provided a welcome assurance for those using the streets or public places. 
the sight of a lone constable in uniform, standing in a prominent position was undoubtedly considered important in maintaining the Queen's peace, and when foreign visitors came to our shores, they would often ask if they could photograph us. They loved to see the traditional British bobby on patrol, particularly as we did not carry firearms in the manner of many other police forces. Indeed, the entire system of beat patrols was arranged so constables were constantly on view to the public. In addition to the assurance this created, it also meant they were instantly available when required, whether it was for something simple, like reporting a lost watch or wallet, sorting out a traffic jam, or even performing urgent first aid on an injured person. Patrolling constables might also have to deal with something infinitely more serious, such as a traffic accident wounding offence, or even murder. I knew one rookie constable who had to deal with a traffic accident involving a collision between a car...